0: Welcome to the Heardship Podcast. My name is Sitske Kazimier, and in this podcast, I'll be exploring the power and, dare I say it, joy of middle management. Middle managers are best placed to see the reality of an organization and to create movement within it. I'll be sharing stories, practices, theory, and insights. The Herdship Podcast is your weekly reminder to seize the opportunities of the power of the middle. This week's episode has been inspired by one of my horses. Her name is Thyrnirås, which is the Icelandic name for sleeping beauty from the fairy tale, And a literal translation to English would be thorny rose. And she can both be sleepy and thorny. Although, of course, I'm saying that wrong. She is neither, but I can experience her like that. The challenge with her is that she's very clear about what she wants to do and what she doesn't want to do. And that doesn't need to be a challenge. In fact, it's a beautiful quality. And if you don't find a way to work with that, it can really feel like a challenge. In fact, you may have an employee who's a little bit of a thyrt Or you may be one for your manager. Or even your manager could be one for you. So this week's episode is about autonomy. How do we acknowledge that people have autonomy and work with that? Because the reality is, the question is not, are we willing to accept people's autonomy? Are we able to work with it? Because people have it and they will use it. Some will take more time before they decide that If they can't find their way of working autonomously, they will make a different choice. Some will just do less good work than they could if they did have autonomy. Um, And some will very quickly respond to not being given autonomy. And most of us, if not all of us, do need autonomy as part of the mix to find our inner motivation and to deliver our best work. The work I've been doing in the past week with Thirt Niros is work inspired by the work of Cathy Sierra, who really applied work by Daniel Pink about how people are motivated onto horses and in his book drive and in a TED talk that Daniel Pink has done he speaks beautifully about how people need autonomy purpose and mastery in order to do their best work and Kathy has translated this to work with horses so in the past week I've been inviting my mare, to run around with me, not driving her, but actually asking her to follow me. The challenge in working with autonomy is that very often my autonomy and the autonomy I want has an impact on the autonomy of those around me. And so it's always a balancing act. It's very simple to say I want to give my horse autonomy and do I really? Because it impacts on the autonomy I have. So if I need to get somewhere quickly and I'm giving her the autonomy to follow me or not, how is that working out? Do I feel I still have enough freedom? Which is another way I would maybe express it to do what I need to do. And in organizations, if we want autonomy, how can we still contribute to the purpose, the goals, the objectives of the organization? How do we balance the autonomy we need with the requirements of the system we're in? It's not a simple, I'm going to give autonomy to those around me or I'm going to take my own autonomy. It's how do I take my autonomy, give others their autonomy, or, well, not give, they already have it, but accept that they take their autonomy, while negotiating the requirements of the organisation and the context. And for me, at the heart of this is a real philosophical question about what do I believe autonomy to be? What do I believe it to be, starting with myself? When do I feel I have autonomy? Can I have autonomy and still obey to certain rules? I've been inspired in thinking about that by a book on monastic life, Finding Sanctuary, where the author talks about how he chooses every day in freedom, so with autonomy, to obey the rules of his monastic order. That's autonomy too. So autonomy... And rules and regulations don't necessarily clash. They can live very well together. And there can be challenges with it too. Our drive for efficiency, for people to repeat the same process exactly as we want it, that does somehow clash a little bit with our autonomy. As people, we were not made to repeat things. It's innate to want to do things differently. So if in an organisation we're driving for efficiently, efficiency, how can we also acknowledge the need for autonomy of people? In training my horse now with a different method, reward-based, it's easy to think that that in itself gives her autonomy and actually I could quite manipulatively give her even less autonomy in this way of training than I might give her with a pressure-based approach so the question remains to explore with myself how much autonomy am I really willing to give her Am I willing to accept that maybe she doesn't want to be a riding horse? And how does that work for you in your organisation? How much autonomy can you give to those who work for you, given what you might be needing to deliver in the organisation? And if you think about that the other way around, how much autonomy can your manager risk to give you while also needing to deliver to the organization. Autonomy is a thorny issue in organizations. If I think about conversations over the years with coaches, it's certainly something that many people have told me they want it more of. Autonomy on how to create the right process for what they were doing on kpis on how to manage their people not necessarily about the outcomes but certainly about how to get there and at the same time coaches have often asked me how they could motivate their people to do things in a certain way things that might actually restrict the autonomy of those who work for them. It can be hard to grant the same autonomy to those who work for us and who we need to reach the objectives set for us as the autonomy we wish for ourselves. And it's as hard to respect the autonomy of those we work for. They too have a way in which they'd like things to be done. So for this week, the invitation is to think about what autonomy means for you and those around you. And the invitation is to do so in relation to a thorny subject, something that's difficult, not somewhere where it's easy. So the invitation is to start by thinking about a tricky project or task or area where you would really want more autonomy so you may want to take a piece of paper and write down what sort of autonomy you need what it would mean to have more autonomy what would be possible if you had that autonomy what your manager would be doing or not doing if they gave you that autonomy. Once you've written that up, read it through and really notice what would that feel like? What would be possible if you had that autonomy? And then ask yourself, would I be willing to give this autonomy to those who work for me? How would it feel to give those who work for you that autonomy? Of course, that's the autonomy you want, so they might not want that. And still, it's a good activity a practice to notice how it might feel to give what you want to have. That can lead both to a conversation with those who work for you about the autonomy they want and need and to be prepared for how it might feel to give that. Also, it will make it easier for you to step into the shoes of your manager how it will feel for them to give that autonomy, knowing that they don't know you as you, so they need to trust quite a bit. The beauty of giving that autonomy is that you may then discover the second part of Theatnirós's name. You may discover the beauty and you may discover the rows that lie beyond the sleeping and the thorns. I'd be really curious to hear what you discover about autonomy. Thank you for listening to the Chip Podcast. As I close, I have three requests and a thank you. First of all, I hope this podcast may have inspired you to try some new things. When you do, I'd love to hear from you. You can send any feedback, questions, comments or suggestions for future episodes to podcast at herdship.com. That's herd, like a herd of horses combined with the word SHIP. Secondly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please press the subscribe button so that further installments will show up automatically in your feed and you can tune in weekly. My third and final request is that if you liked it, please share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it too. As a thank you, you will find any resources such as links to articles or books I have mentioned and practices from this episode on herchip.com slash podcast.